I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. All right, so we've been talking about landing a remote job for a while now, but the one thing you're probably most curious about is how to learn the online skills you need to land these jobs. I'm not just talking about getting a brief introduction, but learning from actual accredited schools so you can be taken seriously when you apply for these jobs. You've been waiting for a while and I'm really sorry about that, but I have finally created a whole page listing the best courses to take from teaching English online to becoming a freelance writer and so much more, all from trusted sources that will get you that remote job. So if you're ready and serious to take the next step, then visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. Again, you can visit theoffbeatlife.com slash learn online skills to get started. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Isabel where she's going to talk about how to grow your blog traffic using SEO. Hey Isabel, how are you? Hi, Debbie. I'm doing great. (laughs) Nice for you to be here. I'm really excited for you to tell us all about SEO and growing our blog. But before we do that, can you tell us about yourself and why you live an offbeat life? Sure. Yeah. So I am a travel blogger at Bell Around the World. And as of since the pandemic, I've really launched into digital nomad lifestyle. And right now I'm in Bolivia taking care of three dogs and a cat and living and loving my life. Love it. You've been all over the place and you managed to travel during the pandemic and you've been doing this for quite some time running your website. And one of the biggest ways that you've actually grown is through SEO. So tell us about that because, you know, for me as a blogger myself, that's the one thing that everyone tells you to do, right? Do your SEO, do your SEO. But what does that actually mean, Isabel? (laughs) Yeah, okay. So let me break it down. SEO, if you are all new to it, it stands for search engine optimization. And essentially, it's there are a couple different factors that it's basically how you rank on Google with some of the keywords that you are using without doing any paid ads. And so there are a couple of factors that come into play when it comes to having an SEO optimized article and website, one of which is your keywords. Another one is your domain authority. This is the two core factors that really affect whether or not you rank on Google. Yeah, and it's also one of the things that most people are kind of afraid of because, you know, when when you look at it, there's obviously you have to make sure that you're looking at your analytics. And for somebody who's blogging, maybe you're just a creative, it can seem really intimidating, right? Even if you've been doing this for quite some time. So let's get out the beginner stuff out of the way. You know, if you're a beginner and you want to know more about this, Isabel has an SEO course that she has, and I'm going to link it onto the website. But for somebody who's maybe an intermediate or has been doing this for maybe a year or two, but they don't see, maybe they're just lagging, right? They're in the same number. What can they do to maybe analyze and grow in a way that it's actually steady? Yeah, for sure. I always like to go back to auditing your website. So if you're an intermediate 
blogger, you would already have some solid foundation. You would already have tons of content out there. And so the first step is to really go back to your analytics and look at what is working and what is not. Just from a very basic perspective, if you look at the past one year and you rank your content based on the number of page views, you can easily weed out content that is no longer serving your audience and it's really just taking up space. Not just taking up space, but Google overall looks at the density of keywords to determine what you are an expertise for. And Google always uses this guideline, right? EAT, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. So going back to keyword density, when Google sees that, okay, your website, you're talking all about digital nomad life, you're talking all about remote working, then they kind of, they can, they position you as an expert in the topics of remote work and digital nomad. But if you are talking about food, if you're talking about couch surfing, then it dilutes your expertise in a sense. And so as compared to someone else whose strength is really in digital nomad and remote working, you would then not be on par with this competitor. And so that's why it is important to really go back to your content and look at what's not working anymore. Or I mean, it's, it happens that people's um, objectives, people's websites, they shift from time to time. And so that's why it's, it's important to once in a while go back and look at it. Yeah, and then that's one of the things that's really great is that you can tweak all of these things, right? And you can go back to your old post your old blog post and do something about it. So let's talk about doing that. Let's talk about revamping an old post that maybe used to rank and now it's six months to a year later and it's no longer doing that. How do you actually start ranking again for that similar blog post? Yeah, so you already have the keywords that you wanted to target. So Based on that keyword, you can just input it into Google, look at your competitors who are ranking in a top five, and then assess your competitor in terms of the length, how relevant the news or the information is, which is usually relevancy is one important factor. And so, yeah, that's the second point. And then really look at the structure. Sometimes they have different titles. They're organized in a different way. Above all, Google prioritizes pages with good user experience. And so there's a reason why these competitor pages are ranked first, second, third. And so really study the structure of those pages and see how you can improve. The other way is to also look at when you search that main keyword and you put it into Google search, you can see this featured snippet that says people also ask. And so there Mm. are at least five questions that people are asking related to the target keyword. And so it's a good idea to incorporate the answers to those questions into your old article to optimize them. Oh, I love that. That's such a great tip right there, right? It's, you know, people are already asking it. Might as well put it on to that same blog post that you have. So for for SEO, Isabel, how long does it usually take for it to, to start ranking? Is there like a specific date and time or is it just random? Yeah, I always tell people it takes roughly around three to six months, but I've seen exception cases where some of my blog posts takes as little as one month to rank on Google and get traffic 
Wow. So it really, really it awesome. really depends on your niche and your comp- competition. Yeah, and overall how old your blog is. Because the older it is, usually the more established it is, the higher the domain authority as well. Yeah, so we've talked about keywords and key search and all of that stuff. Is there anything more in SEO aside from just finding keywords that, that you can do to, to help yourself rank in your website? Yeah, I would say, because I, I really like organization. So one thing that I like to do is really organizing my text, my long form articles into different titles, subheadings. And this helps Google to crawl your website and figure out what you're writing about. It also sometimes has, when it appears in the Google search engine, sometimes your subtitles appear at the bottom of your result page. So this this also helps with like people. Okay, let me give you an example. If I, I had a post called things to do in Lisbon, and then I would separate it into weather in Lisbon, transportation, how to get around in Lisbon, where to stay in Lisbon. And so when Google crawled and indexed this page and it appeared on my on the Google search page for people who searched things to do in Lisbon, or even if people were searching how to get around Lisbon, my article would still appear there because it has those very clear subheadings. And those subheadings actually appear on the Google search result as well, below the main page title. And so if people really just wanted to look at how to get around Lisbon, they could just click on that hyperlink and it would jump into that section box where it tells you how to get around Lisbon. So that's that's part of user experience. Mm, I love that. Just to make, because especially if your blog post is really, really long, right? You don't know exactly where in that page you want that information that you need. So that is definitely a great user experience to use for yourself. Now, what about backlinking, um, Isabel? Do you do that for yourself? Is that something that's really important? And how do you go yeah, about yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. Um, usually, like when I, whenever I take on a new client as example, usually the first thing would be like I mentioned, an SEO audit, and then we will evaluate the content. After everything, all the foundation is set, the next thing you will look at is backlinking. And so how I go about with backlinking, there are several ways. Of course, the most traditional conventional method is to guest post. So yeah, that guest posting is is an easy way to really connect with other bloggers in your niche and get your content out there. On top of that, I also do outreach as well. So depending on your niche, sometimes um, this also comes, um, competitor research also comes into play. For example, if say if somebody talked about things to do in Oaxaca, and I do have a client that is a tour operator in Oaxaca, Mexico, and he does adventure tours. And so you want to crawl through all these other websites that talk about things to do in Oaxaca. And do outreach pitching. Yeah, which is basically getting the contact of all these people who have blogged about topics related to what you are wanting a backlink from and really reaching out to them and saying that, oh, okay, actually I have this really informative article about adventure activities to do in Oaxaca that would complement your things to do in Oaxaca um, posts. So that's one way to do outreach Love that. Now, you talked about finding your competitors. How do you actually find them? Yeah, the easiest way, of course, is to just 
go to Google and type in that related, like things to do in Oaxaca, for example. And then you would be able to find a list of bloggers and publications that have written all these articles before to reach out to them to get backlinks. The other way is really to um, go into the SEO tool and say, I have a post about adventure activities to do in Oaxaca. I would put that in and look at my competitors. Who are the other people who are writing about adventure activities to do in Oaxaca? And then I'll go in and look at their backlinks. Because yeah, with the SEO tool, whether you are using Key Search or Ahrefs, you would be able to look at who has linked to their article about adventure activities in Oaxaca. And so if your article about adventure activities is more robust, it's more relevant, it's longer, it's more informative, you can always kind of like steal the backlinks of your competitors and reach out to them, reach out to those who link to your competitor and and shoot them an email and say, hey, I've, I've written a 2021 guide it has the most up-to-date most up-to-date information about everything you need to know about adventure activities uh would you consider linking to them chances are they would because if they have already linked to your competitor's article about adventure activities why wouldn't they link to something that's more informative yeah and that's a really great way and i know you talked about this in our initial interview you want to you love finding kind of the the tips and tricks and like the um, shortcut ways to do it, right? So instead of going on your own, going through Google and looking at all of this, you could just look at, you know, if you're using Ahrefs or Key Search, you can look at all of these backlinks that they're already getting and it saves you so much time already. So that is amazing. I love that tip. Is there anything else that maybe newbies or even intermediate people maybe should learn about some tip that you haven't really found a lot of people use that have worked for you? I would place a lot of focus on user experience and because user experience encompasses a lot of things, it like your website speed plays, plays into Google user experience as well as I, I'm not sure if you've noticed when you scroll through other people's blogs, they usually have a table of contents. So it's great to have this plugin to really help your user navigate such long content. That's one way in terms of your website speed, like with travel, especially you have a tendency to want to put all of the pictures that you've taken during that, during that tour, which you are blogging about, but it's not conducive actually because it will slow down your site speed. And if it slows down your site speed, even if your pictures are already compressed, Google's not going to favor it. So really use it, use your images sparingly, but definitely use your images because it helps to break down chunks of paragraphs and it's going to be good for user experience. Yeah, and that's really important to, to remember Thank you so much, Isabel, for all of these tips. They were super helpful. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Yeah, for sure. I am at bellaroundtheworld.com. So you can find me on all social platforms. Perfect. Thank you so much again. We really appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Isabel. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she's been able to help aspiring bloggers achieve freedom with their online content. 
Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.